Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hi, friends, and welcome to The Happy Hour. This is episode 523, and I have a really, really great guest back on the show. Uh, Max Lucado is back on The Happy Hour. He was on again in September of 2021, so uh, basically a year ago, and I did tell Max that he can come back every year if he wants to because I just enjoy having him on the show so much. Max has a book that released a couple weeks ago called Help is Here, Finding Fresh Strength and Purpose in the Power of the Holy Spirit. And today, him and I talk about how everyone's pretty weary right now. I don't think I need to tell anyone that we are weary and feeling worn out uh, in life. I know that there has been added stress from what our country and world has gone through in the past two years. But just on top of that, people just feel weary. And maybe you feel weary today. If it's you, you're going to be so encouraged by the words that Max brings to the show today. We talk a lot about the Trinity and we talk about Holy Spirit and how we have access to so much through the Holy Spirit. And yet oftentimes we try to do things on our own. I tell a story at the end of this show about being super anxious about something. And if you've been around here for a while, you've heard me say, like, I can tend to lean towards the anxious side of life. And in that moment, I just I wasn't really reaching out to anything to help me besides myself. And it just wasn't working. And so Max has some really, really encouraging, insightful words. Guys, I also want to say this is Max said in the interview that one of his joys is that a lot of people tell him that he writes books for people who don't like reading, who don't read very often, but they love reading his books. And I tell Max this later in the show, and I want to tell you guys right now is quite often we get people send us DMs or emails telling us, hey, I grew up in the church, but I've kind of been hurt. And your show has been a real healing place for me to come back and hear people who genuinely love people and love God talk about things. And I just want to say that if that's you, I'm really, really, really glad you're here today because I think God has something really special for you. And if that's you and you're thinking, I don't even know where to start, Jamie. Like, I don't even own a Bible anymore. We would love to send you a Bible if you need a Bible. So if that's you, send us an email to jamie at jamieiv.com. And we want to make sure that you have a Bible in your hands. We would love to do that for you. And friends, if there's someone in your life that you think would really appreciate the show and be encouraged by it, share it with them. Just send them the link and say, hey, I think you would love this. So you guys, I'm super excited about my conversation with Max Locato, and I know you are as well. So here is my friend. I'm going to call him that. Even if I've never met the man, I'm going to call him my friend, Max Locato. Max Locato, welcome back to the happy hour. Thank you. It's a treat. I've been looking forward to this. I want to tell you how I talked about you behind your back. Is that okay? Oh, I don't know. Do I want to hear this? 
<laughs> You're going to love it. The last time you were on the show would have been in 2021. So 2021 in September, I think it was. And I jumped on the interview with you and we chatted. And I only knew Max Lucado from books and pastor. And that's the Max Lucado I knew. And so, but when I chatted with you, I was like, this is one of the nicest men I've ever met in my actual entire life. <laughs> and so I've been talking about you behind your back. You didn't even know it for years since then. Anytime someone says Max Lucado, I'm like, you guys, did you know he's like nicest man I've ever met? <laughs> I'm like, I said, he's my friend. And they're like, oh, you met? No, I've never met him. But listen, he came on the happy hour and he was literally the nicest man ever. So I'm thrilled to have one of the nicest men I've ever met back on the happy hour. Well, well maybe one of, the, one of these times we need to have a cup of coffee. I yeah. agree with that. Well, um, Max, yeah. today that we're chatting is actually the day that your book releases, Help is Here, Finding Fresh Strength and Purpose in the Power of the Holy Spirit. So when you're listening to this, we're actually recording on the 13th of September. And I was thinking as I got up this morning that I don't know the stats, but you've released lots and lots of books and you've been doing this for a long time and we're so grateful for your work. Is it exciting today as it was the very first time that you released your first book? No, no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, your first book, you know, it, it, who I'll never forget that. I mean, that yeah. was that was that was monumental. And um, and I've written, you know, at least a book a year ever since about 1984. And so it's not quite the excitement, but it, I'll tell you what it is. It's satisfying. It's satisfying. Oh, that's good. Uh, I, I love I love the idea of of uh, putting thoughts that will encourage people on paper and tossing them out into society and just knowing that the right people under God's providence uh, will, will read the book. And so that, that brings me great satisfaction. And then also I, I really, we may have talked about this before. I really like to write books for people who don't like to read books. And so I'd, I'd love to uh, try to speak to that person who maybe pulls a book down, you know, off a shelf or out of a bookstore once or twice a year at most. They're too busy or maybe they're just not readers. And, and I love, I love to try to connect with that person. And so for that reason, the release of a new, a new book is uh, really satisfying. Where did that desire come from for you to, you know, say, this is who I really love writing for? Where did that come yeah. from? It, it, it just, it came as a realization that that's who I was writing for. I was not intending that early on, mm. uh, but I would often hear people, quite often uh, a female would say that about her husband, a wife would say that yeah. about her husband. She would say, my husband never reads books but he'll read yours. And, mm. and I, I, I didn't know quite how to take that initially, uh, but I've heard that for decades. And, yeah. and I, th I think I tell quite a bit of stories. I, I, I love mm. humor. I, I love to laugh and I love to try to make people laugh. I don't know if I do a great job. I love, uh, I love it uh, taking a well-known story and trying to come in through the back door with it. Mm. Uh, I, I think writing itself is fun. And uh, reading good writing is a, a, a real joy. So uh, I, I can't say that I set out to be a person mm -hmm. who writes for people who don't like to read books. I just found myself in that lane. In that well, I think that's encouraging for 
anyone who's listening, writer or not, is to say, man, where do people keep saying that I'm showing up well? You know, mm-hmm. it's, I think so many times we're going through life and we're like, God, what do you want me to do? Where do you yeah. want me to be? How, how do you want me to act? All the things. And there obviously are some morality things that we can find from scripture. But then there's also just like living your life and finding a career and all the things. And for someone to hear you say, man, I'm just going to keep showing up where people are saying this is super helpful for me. Mm-hmm. And that that's like a tool that we could all use and put in our back pocket to kind of ex- access, uh, access, not access, what's the word I'm looking for? Assess our whole life of like, yeah. man, what are people saying that I'm actually doing well and how do we keep doing that? That's really encouraging, Max. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, 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 what do people, what do you like to do and what do people like for you to do? Those are great it. questions. And, when, and at the intersection of those two questions, you'll usually find your your strength or your giftedness. Yeah. I really like to well, sing, but nobody has ever asked me to sing. So I can I, I can like, connect those there you, dots. Then you know. I'm, I'm good you for can the shower. The dots. Yeah. Uh, outside of the shower, I need to stay shut up. I love it. Well, your new book that you uh, have released this month is all about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit is a is a help for us. And it's no surprise by anyone who's listening that we have we're coming out. I don't know when we get to say we're coming out. We're not on the other side. We've just been through some hard years. Um, And you and I talked a little bit about this when you were on in 2021. But a lot of people are just worn out and and looking for help. I, I would love to start this conversation. Just ask you personally. How have you felt worn out in the past two years? I, I think I think what has wearied me the most has been our society's inability to get along in the middle mm. of a crisis. Uh, that that we that we took uh, even we made a political argument even out of a pandemic. I, I yeah. would have never seen that coming. I, I just never would have seen that coming. And I I cannot help but think. You, you know, when when my wife and I are both really tired physically, uh, mm-hmm. uh, we are far more likely to get into a bit of a you know argument than when yeah. we're refreshed. And so I think we were already tired as a society. Uh, we we uh, politically uh, were worn out. Uh, mm-hmm. sociologically in terms of moral issues, what's right and what's wrong, what's my business, what's not my business. We were yeah. pretty tired. And then when the pandemic hit, it just took everything that we had. Yeah. It just took the last. Mm-hmm. And so we just turned around like kind of like, you know, little kids and, and mm-hmm. pointed fingers and got mad over masks or no masks, vaccines, no vaccine, just anything was a potential argument. Mm. And I've, I've found that to be a, a, a little disheartening, a little disheartening. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I'm fine, but I, you ask what yeah. has tired me. I, I think yeah. that did. I would agree with that. I think a lot of us are feeling that kind of worn out. And, you know, I said, we're, we're coming out, we're gone the other side. It'll be interesting to see how, you know, history plays out mm-hmm. and, and what this actually looks like, you know, five, 10, 15 years from now, because I think we have seen a massive change. Uh, culturally and in our country and even in our churches a little bit max my husband's a pastor and we talk about this often of just like how this whole past two years has affected just the way we do church and the way we minister to people um it's just changed so many things 
If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. I think that the reason I love your your timely message that we have here, and I think it is amazing how God is so brilliant and smart. And, and you said earlier, you write about a book a year, and this is just a perfect book for, for right now in this season. I know that's God's just guidance of you and the Holy Spirit, which we're going to talk about. 
you have this book here that is just full of resources for our helper. And I think so many people are just feeling like they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do next. They feel kind of left out. You talk about having a turning point in your life in the 30s when you came to understand what the Holy Spirit meant to you personally. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, can. And by the way, thank you so much for letting me come on again. And uh, you've been so kind to me. You've been kind to my Max, you can come on every year. I'll just let okay. you know. You're a, you're a welcomed guest here. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I um, uh, Okay, so I'm going to do the super condensed version. Uh, Go for it. Uh, I was raised in West Texas, uh, way out in the uh, oil patch. Uh, Where were I, you raised in West Texas? A, I think we small, talked about this. Yeah, a small one, well, maybe uh, a small town called Andrews. It's near Odessa. It's close okay. to Midland. It's flat yep. as a pancake. And my dad we, was with Exxon. And so okay. we were anywhere oil. there was uh-huh. oil is where we lived. Yeah. Are you acquainted my with My husband and I actually love to go out to West Texas. Um, we go to Terlingua, which there's nothing in Terlingua. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we like to go there and go to Big Bend and mm-hmm. Marfa mm-hmm. and all the things. And yeah. my husband spent some time out there in his childhood in Did Alpine. He? So Alpine. yes, we're familiar with West Alpine. Texas. Uh-huh. My, 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 um, our Boy Scout troop used to take trips to Alpine and to Balmoray. Uh-huh. Those towns yes. up there that most of your people listening are going, what? It, it, what? what is it, there's that? There's a yeah. town called Alpine in Texas. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, there's a town called No Trees, not far from where I grew up. That tells you a wow. lot. Wow. That about tells you a lot. Our part of the world. I um, became a Christian at a, as a young guy at, at the age of 10. Uh, I threw my hands up in exasperation though by the age of 15 because I tried Mm. so hard to be the perfect Christian Um, and I fell so often just a combination of of, uh, adolescent hormones and uh, wrong peer group I just I just pretty well said I can't do this and I don't know if you can endure spiritual burnout as a 15 year old but I did and I really turned from Christ uh, to alcohol. And, and by the time I was in my early twenties, I was a very, very heavy drinker. And, uh, my dad said to me, you go to college on your own bill, unless you go to a Christian school and, uh, and, and I may be dumb, but I'm not stupid. And so if (laughs) he was going to help pay, I would go. And so he had a friend at Abilene Christian university. Now used to be Abilene Christian college who pulled some strings and, and got me in, even though I was a mess and uh, mm-hmm. still was a mess for the first couple of years. But after a couple of years, a friend convinced me to start going back to church. I did. And I've heard the greatest preaching about God's grace. And I became convinced that God would forgive an old jerk like me. And that led then to seminary, led then to being a missionary, led then to being a pastor, which gets me to answer your question. And that is my first years as a pastor, I still had that same struggle I had as a 10, 11, 12 year old. And that is I was trying to do it all myself. Uh, My wife, bless her heart, was at home most of the time with our three kids, two of whom were in diapers. And I was busy thinking I had to be at every meeting and every conference. Uh, solve every problem. And I just bottomed out. Um, Mm. Jamie, I I developed insomnia. I couldn't sleep. And I would often find myself in the middle of the night, just praying, praying, kind of more grunting and groaning than praying. And that's when I began 
having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Mm. Uh, I, I really felt as intangible as this may sound, I really felt his presence in the room with me. Uh, I felt strength. I, I began little by little to sleep better. I felt conviction in my teaching. Uh, some things became clear in our church, what we should do and shouldn't do. Uh, so little by little, I began to realize there really is a helper. And our church was studying through John 14, 15, 16 at that time. And I realized one day in reading John 14, when Jesus said, the Holy Spirit is your paraclete, your helper, the one who comes alongside. I said, that's who's been helping me. That's why I'm doing better. Mm. So I really trace my own walk with Christ through the Holy Spirit back to those kind of dark days uh, in, in as, a, as a younger, young uh, pastor. And it was, mm -hmm. it was, um, it was a game changer. Mm, that's so good. You talk about that word paraclete, which I was, it was a new word for me. I haven't okay. gone to seminary or studied Greek or Hebrew or anything <laughs> else. Um, but it was, it was very, um, it was very insightful to talk about like the way that Jesus talks about the spirit and, and so many things that we read in scripture, like everything that you're saying, if anyone's been going to church for a while, you're like, Oh, I know G uh, the spirit is my helper and my comforter and my advocate, all these things. But I think so many times we have this knowledge of the, the list of things that the spirit can and does do for us, but we don't really want to access that and and why do you think that is that as followers of jesus we sometimes neglect what the spirit is built and can do for us the same way you kind of encounter that in your 30s and you started to see all these things why do you think as as faithful followers of jesus sometimes we just go oh i forget that i do have these things available to me like jesus has given the spirit to his disciples and, and to us what do you think keeps us from accessing that you know um Last week, I was with a dear friend, and uh, he and his wife had just celebrated, uh, I, I want to say, 25 years, kind of a big anniversary. And I said, oh, great, everything going? He said, no, we're not doing no, we're not doing well right now. And he said, I feel like we're, we're, we're in two different worlds. And mm -hmm. he's got a real successful uh, medical practice, and she uh, comes out of a legal background, and they're both very busy and very successful. And he said, we're just not in each other's orbit. And I think that's probably might be a, 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 an answer to your question. We mm -hmm. uh, have read about the Holy Spirit. We've maybe even heard somebody teach about him and what he does. But we get busy. We get distracted. Mm -hmm. we, uh, we, we get tied up in our world so busy that rather than pursue what truly is the only relationship that matters, and that's a relationship with the Holy Spirit, we may not even think about him or pursue him or get to know him. You know, when I, when I first met my wife uh, 42 years ago now, I couldn't talk to her enough. I mean, I would get on the phone and I just, you know, and I'm not a, super chatty kind of guy, uh -huh. but I just couldn't talk. To, I want to know everything about her, everything about her. And, um, and, and I just fell in love with talking to her mm -hmm. as we have, you know, 42 years passed and I'm not as chatty as, as I was, but, but what I 
what I found out is that what I did with my wife is what I can do with the Holy Spirit. What if, what if I ask the Lord, give me a great curiosity about the Holy mm. Spirit. Grant to me the gift of cur- make Make my biggest question of right now, who are you, Spirit? Mm. Who are you? I want to know you. I want to know who you are. I, I want... I receive what you can do for me, yes, but I want to know who are you? Where are you active? What are you doing? Tell me all about yourself. Uh, I think that's a wonderful approach. Uh, the Holy Spirit is sometimes called a, a neat little phrase that I picked up from Dale Bruner, the shy member of the Trinity, because mm-hmm. the, the Holy Spirit uh, really sheds the spotlight on Jesus. His desire, right. Jamie, is that you know Jesus. And Jesus said, he will lead you into all truth and he will bring to mind what I have told you. So the Holy Mm. Spirit is not promoting self, but the Holy Spirit is focusing our thoughts on Christ. And just that little discovery was a great eye opener for me that the Holy Spirit wants us to know him so he can help us know Christ. It's a beautiful uh, symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Am I chasing too many rabbits here? So I'm trying to answer. No, I love questions. your rabbits. You can chase all the <laughs> rabbits you want. You know, as you're talking, I'm thinking, I grew up um, Southern Baptist, and I think that I didn't hear a lot about the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, I could point to where we know what he does for us, what his job is, but it was just like you said, it was almost this like a little bit of a. I don't want to say scary because that feels weird and that's putting something on someone that's not true. It just felt a little under talked about, if you know what I mean. And so it's been a joy for me in my adult life to kind of find out more about the spirit on my own. And and I've really loved it. You cite in your book um, a site that uh, a study that you talked about that says only four out of 10 people believe that the spirit is a divine person. And I found that interesting and I want to ask you two questions. Number one, why do you think that is? And then what happened that we forgot to really understand who the spirit is? Is it a is it a lack of because our brain can't comprehend this kind of idea that does sound kind of weird if you think about it? Or is it just a, a lack of teaching, a lack of understanding? What are your thoughts on that? I'll give you my answer, but then I'd like to hear yours to that same mm-hmm. question. I'm curious what you would I think. Um, I think. Uh, two or three things come to play. One is we're a very secular society. I don't mean that as a judgmental statement. It's Mm -hmm. just a fact. All of us have been conditioned that if you can't touch it, smell it, taste it, feel it, it's not real. You know, we're, we're not, we're not like other cultures that may have been, had, had more of an inclination to believe in the invisible. And we all know cultures that have. When I lived in mm-hmm. South America, I lived among uh, Brazilians and I detected among the Latin Americans a much higher sensitivity to things of the spirit than I had grown up with. I think that's just cultural for we Westerners. Then also, yeah. I think in evangelical circles, we've tended to one of two extremes. Uh, there is that group that feels like it's their job to clamp down on anything that's not explicable or that they themselves have not experienced. And so they they are the posse. They, they patrol the halls, making sure that nobody gets out of line when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The other extreme is that show off, that person who is the elitist, 
who loves to brag about what they have found or been told or experienced really, really for the purpose of self-promotion. And so that's a turnoff, turnoff. So I, th those, those three things I think have caused many people just to shy away from, from the Holy Spirit, resulting in the fact that some a significant portion don't know that he's a person. They, they think he's a force or an electrical surge, uh, not, a, not a living person who can be quenched or lied to or, or, or dismissed. So that, yeah, that, that's I, my hunch. I'm curious what you think. I, I completely would agree with all of those. And I think about even growing up that it was, you know, those people or, or those people. And so there was almost like make a, an example of a abuse of um, the spirit in a say. And so th then it just felt real scary. Like, well, if, if I could be that extreme where everyone's telling me that they're wrong, I don't really want to get too close to that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that I'm super grateful as I get older. And I think maturity just does a lot in all of our areas of life. And it's done a lot in my growth and, and love uh, of God's word and, and of the Trinity and all the things is really trying to see what does it mean for me? Like when I read these scriptures, what is it? What does it mean for me? And kind of taking back some of the baggage that I might have felt in previous years that I just don't think anyone had ill intentions. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I did not come from anyone having ill intentions in anything. Um, but it is this kind of dissecting of that and, and relearning. One thing that I would love to hear you answer for our listeners, because I think it can be confusing. And, and I love, Max, that you say a lot of your books or, or you hear people say that people who don't enjoy reading are, are reading them. And one of my greatest compliments when I hear people that listen to The Happy Hour is say, I, I kind of am not sure about church or I used to go to church and now I'm kind of dabbling back and your show has really helped me. It's really one of the greatest compliments I can ever receive. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. We dwell on a lot in our lives. We dwell on some problems. We dwell on the past. We often wake up first thing in the morning and our minds are already dwelling on it. Whatever it could be of our crazy schedules, worrying about our health, tough periods of parenting, sadness over loss, the list goes on and on and on. And sometimes it seems impossible to do anything but dwell on it. That is why dwell was created because we can dwell differently. Dwell is a Bible memorization tool. You can easily memorize one Bible verse for every month. One of my favorite ones that we have memorized so far is Romans 12, 12, which says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. And in fact, I keep the tag that they send me on my key ring and so I can look through them. And just today I pulled that up and said that verse out loud. Dwell offers memberships that starting at $9.95 per month. Some of the memorization tools that you get include temporary tattoos, vinyl stickers, art prints. You guys, this is a great, great, great thing for families to have, for teenagers to have, to help with little kids. Go to dwelldifferently.com. Use code Jamie15 for 15% discount on a prepaid membership. That's dwelldifferently.com. People here are listening 
I think sometimes we can read things in Scripture that can feel a little confusing, to say the least. And in Ephesians, um, Paul writes that we're sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. Can you kind of tell our listeners, what what does Paul mean when he's writing this? We're sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you believed, when you received, you were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. That's such a great assurance. Um, basically, what I think that scripture's teaching is, uh, Jamie, what saves us initially preserves us eternally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the term that's bounced about in church circles is eternal security, uh, that we cannot lose our salvation. Uh, and I realize that's a tough concept for people, mm-hmm. yet I believe it's a valuable I call it the second verse of amazing grace. We're saved Mm. by God's grace, but we're also secured in God's grace. Uh, I I do not find it to be good news. If you were to tell me, Max, God saves you by the cross through through his son, and then it's up to you to stay saved. A a friend of mine actually told me once, she said, the worst day of my life was my second day as a Christian. I said, why? And she said, because I woke up and I thought, oh, what if I mess this up? Mm. And, and, and so w- what that scripture says is that one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to seal us, S-E-A-L, seal. And, mm-hmm. and the image of seal there is the same image that a person might use to put a seal on a letter or a seal on a, a chest. It's actually the same word when Jesus' uh, tomb was sealed. When after he was mm. buried, the Romans mm-hmm. sealed it. Uh, in my image, I don't know if this is exactly right, but I see a ribbon or some kind of some some ribbon stretched across and a wax seal mm-hmm. there, and as if to say, "Do not touch. Uh, this one belongs to me." And so, when when we're sealed with the Holy Spirit, which is such an assuring doctrine. Uh, because if I'm not sealed with the Holy Spirit, I'm done. I'm done. Yep. I'm done. I mean, I'm doing my best, but I learned as a kid, my best won't do it. I have to have supernatural help. One of the many assignments, one of the many responsibilities of the Holy Spirit is to seal the saint, to seal the saint. Uh, yo-yo salvation is the opposite of that yo-yo salvation says well i was saved this morning but then i screwed up at lunch now i'm saved again this afternoon now messed up again tonight you know up and down up and down no security uh no no stability Uh, but if i can embrace this wonderful second verse of amazing grace that god's grace Mm -hmm. not only saves me initially but it preserves me eternally i think that makes for a powerful saint I really do. And and how gracious of God to give us that promise. It's very powerful and it's very um, encouraging that yo-yo salvation that you were describing. I, I was feeling exhausted just imagining that life of having to continually <laughs> earn my way and work my way back to God. And so what a grace that he's given us and he's given us a spirit. I was thinking about this conversation today and I recently had a moment of like big anxiety and and I tend to lean I can lean towards an anxious person and so I, I have to fight that continually and as getting ready to to talk to you and reading pieces of your book and thinking about how man so often I can get in that anxious part 
And I can forget to even inquire of the Holy Spirit to help me. I can forget to to ask him to to comfort me and to come and be near to me because I think I just have to live here and and I had a, a moment just this past weekend, actually, where my son was working down at uh, Fox Noon at the game day here in Texas at the Texas-Alabama game. And he had been gone for what I thought was way longer than a, a normal work day. And his phone was dead. And Max, I just, I, I went to the worst. I I was living already as if something bad had happened. And my husband was like reassuring me and all the things. And I was thinking about that moment this morning and how anxious and tense I was and I can like say, man, God, I tried to make myself feel better by my own. And I think that's something a lot of people can relate to is these moments of anxiety, these moments of fear, these moments of stress that we all have throughout all of our days. And what a gift we have in the, in the Holy Spirit that oftentimes we don't reach out to. Can you just encourage the listener about what does it look like in that moment to really stop and reach out to something that can someone who can actually comfort us better than ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm happy to do that. I'm happy and it's sure understandable that you as a mother would be anxious. That's just a mother's heart, a mother's heart. Um, the Holy Spirit or Holy Spirit, in fact, is often called the mother heart of God. Um, mm. the, um, the, the image of a dove that the Holy Spirit came to Jesus as a dove. That's a maternal picture, especially in, in ancient literature. Um, and so I I know the Spirit is genderless. Uh, I have absolutely no problem. If somebody wants to call the Holy Spirit a she, it doesn't bother me at all. I, I call him a he simply because Jesus did. But if somebody uh, wants to call her, he, she, <laughs> the Holy Spirit has no gender, but the Holy yeah. Spirit certainly has a maternal uh, presence in our lives, mm. a comforter, an assurer, one who's concerned with our well-being, one who's present in our lives. Mm. You know, when my daughters were small, if they were troubled, uh, when they came home, their first question was not, where's dad? Their first question was, where's mom? Because a dad would try to fix it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mom would pull them up in the, her lap and hold them and just listen mm. and rock back and forth. That's a picture of who the Holy Spirit desires to be for the entire world in this weary, stress-ridden world. Most people have not discovered that. So your question is, how can we or what do you say to somebody? I, I think the teaching of Jesus in the upper room after his resurrection is very helpful here. Uh, he appeared to the followers. They were in the upper room. Their doors were locked for fear of the Jews. They thought they were going to be crucified next, I guess. And Jesus appeared to them. And the very first thing he said was, peace be unto you. Mm -hmm. Peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. He said it three times. And then he he, then he handled the questions of Thomas, who had his doubts. And then he said, uh, receive the Holy Spirit. And the scripture says he breathed on them. M my takeaway from that, Jamie, and correct me if you think I'm not on target, but uh, is it's that simple. Jesus exhales, we inhale. He has already exhaled his presence into the world. 
it simply falls to you and me in moments like the one you described to inhale and sometimes physically it helps, but at least spiritually say, okay, heavenly father, blessed spirit, Lord Jesus, you know exactly where my son is. You know, everything I'm going to trust you. Bless me. Help me. I'm weak or I'm under temptation or I'm struggling or I need help or I'm, I'm disappointed that I stumbled yet again. You know, when the Apostle Paul talks about pray without ceasing, I think it's trying to, he's saying to live in a mindset that's aware mm-hmm. of everywhere you go is an opportunity for God to, to show his strength. Uh, let's, mm-hmm. Lastly, let's just not overcomplicate this matter of receiving the Spirit. It's not intended to be. We have intended to make <laughs> to complicate it. Five holy hints on receiving the Holy Spirit, you know, those kind of yeah. messages. I believe... Uh-huh inhale what Christ has exhaled. And that's Mm. the best place to start. You know, that is um, super encouraging because as as a woman, as a mom, I can relate to the comforting that you're saying of a child. And so I think even as we're going throughout our day and we're remembering this conversation, the listener and myself, and, and we're thinking about, okay, this is, this is it. This is, I I need to go through all the, the five holy help steps and then it is just way simpler than we would ever imagine. Um, and I love the beauty of Jesus in that moment of just making it very simple for his followers then and even for his followers now, you and I, as we grow out that our day. Max, I'm super grateful for this work and I'm super grateful uh, for the time you put into ministering not only to your family and to your church family, but to the masses as well, myself included. Um, I'd love to ask you before we leave, uh, what are you reading these days? Jamie wants to know, Jamie wants to know, we want to know what you're reading. Right now, I am reading, I I looked around because I thought I had it here with me. Uh, We are studying the life of Elijah at our church. And uh, and so I've got uh, a couple of great books. One is by M.M. Davis that's simply called Elijah. And it was written in the year 1900, 1900. And I'm, I'm just kind of enthralled with it. It's just a beautiful, beautiful piece of work. I had never heard of him. Uh, yeah. He was a minister of a Christian church in, in the Christian, the denomination called the Christian Church in Dallas. Uh, in the year 1900, he wrote this book. And it's just a, just a piece of art. Beautiful, beautiful. So I'm really enthralled with it right now. I love that. Well, I know you told me earlier that one of your your daughters getting married this weekend, and right. so congratulations Thank you. on and that. You actually interviewed Andrea. I know you've had a lot of people come through your studio. I remember Andrea. Yes, Andrea is the one getting married. Oh, congratulations to her and to you and to your whole family. Well, and so you. I'm excited for, for your weekend. And I know you're in New York right now and you are got to get home because your wife is like, um, hello, Max, we've got a wedding this weekend. We've got, we got a few things to do. <laughs> <laughs> got a few things to do. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Thank you. Thank you. All the best. Thank you so much for listening to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. We are truly grateful for every single story that we get to share with you, every encouragement we get to give you, and every opportunity we get to point all of us to Jesus. If you're loving this show, we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, tell your friends. That is the number one way that people find out about our show. It's because you tell them. 
Join us right here every Wednesday and Friday for meaningful conversations that will make us think, they'll make us laugh, and they'll always point us back to Jesus. And come find me other places on the internet as well. I love Instagram. I'm over there at Jamie Ivy. And if you've never visited my YouTube page, you're going to want to go there. Have you ever listened to a show and wondered, I wonder what they look like? Well, go find us over there. It's jamieivy.com slash YouTube. The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy is a production of Ivy Media Podcast. Executive produced by Jamie Ivy, produced by Lindsay Sweeney, edited by Angie Elkins, show notes by Ashley Miner, art by Jen Jet Barrett, original music by Matt Graham, and I'm your host, Jamie. Have a happy hour with a friend.